Welcome to The Digital Couch, a podcast about the ever-changing world of digital. The Digital Couch is brought to you by Value First. The podcast features leading global thinkers and their stories from the world of business, management and marketing. Now here's your host, Shori Gupta. Hello everyone. Today we have with us Manish Joshi. Manish is a part of the business planning team at Nike Amsterdam. Manish, why don't you say hi to our listeners? Hi everyone. I hope everyone is safe and sound in this unprecedented time. Clearly not the ideal time to be in I would say any kind of consumer facing business, but yeah. We I'm sure we'll get it through. This shall pass too. So, uh Okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm thank you, Shori, for inviting me over. I'm really looking forward to for this podcast because it's one way to learn more from what is happening on the tech side. Like I'll be able to learn from you, and then then I experience that what I am seeing from the perspective of the business planning role and overall till the time I have worked before Nike as well. So how I feel this pandemic will change the world. Yeah. Really looking forward. Perfect. So, in fact, I mean, as you, as you pointed, it's pretty interesting. I mean, we work in very different industries, but yet there are multiple ways our industries have come together, such as retail and tech. Like, there's so many products and projects that they work on. So, anyway, let's get into it. Shall we, I mean, I don't mean to be typical, but shall we start with the most obvious question of 2020? How are you dealing with the pandemic out there? Like, what's been up? How's life changed? Just Give us a quick one about it. Yeah, so <laughs> there is no nice way to say that how exactly I'm dealing with 2020 because 2020 has been a year of roller coaster, I would say. So my, so uh, so currently on personal note, I will start. So it has not been the most easy year for me, I would say, because so I live alone in Amsterdam, and then during this time, so living alone has has its own perk but if you in this during so it's been almost what 70 days that i'm living on my own inside my uh, inside my inside my house so like it sometime it gets onto your head but then now i have made a routine out of it so now it is not that difficult and then the good part is like i have a lot of time for myself so i can the workouts i used usually used to miss because of the work now i'm able to make sure that i'm disciplined on that front so there are there are silver linings as well uh so when it comes to the business part okay so like we are all we all are living through the time of uncertainty so yeah. um, as a brand as nike as a brand is also it's the consumer facing brand and then we are also analyzing the risks and opportunities at what exactly this pandemic means to us so it's quite a lot of work but then i'm sure like any other global brand uh, we all are working together uh, and facing this other team so yes so that is usually my <laughs> pandemic routine in 2020 okay that's cool so what's the hardest part is it the video calls or is it cooking between the work calls i mean personally for me it's the video calls i mean the first five minutes we're just saying hi can you hear me hi can you hear me and it's just the, the five minutes gone by yeah so i would say yeah the hardest part would be the video calls because so uh there is a it's always good 
now because of the whole technology integration and the communication that we are able to communicate flawlessly with our colleagues but then sometimes you have this thing called screen fatigue so like uh, yeah. after like <laughs> five hours of video want to and then what and then the other problem is for the recreation as well like so you want to distract your mind from the work then you move to another screen which is like a netflix or a prime or an, any of these ott platforms yeah. and then i have the uh, clearly lot of screens screen lot of screen time is happening for me and then uh, yeah that is the biggest challenge i feel got it but also i mean on a positive side i feel what companies would have taken 20 years to digitally transform corona virus has done it in 2 months like how we've just transformed digitally mm-hmm. all of us together yeah i told agree with you because i the way we so we always as a brand as a company wherever you will be working right now you always had those reservation in terms of what will this will the work i am doing right now will i be able to do it remotely as well there was always an apprehension no you can't because come on you need some form of human interaction where you have to you need to attend those meetings or not but this is like a compulsive digital transformation which has happened it's not just a matter of doing getting things done frictionless it's just a it's a matter of the sustenance and survival as well for the brands for any company so i i agree with you completely on that is the 20 year of digital transformation done in two months yeah i mean indeed this is the new way of living and i think we should embrace it as soon as we can on 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 yes. a note that things get better for all of us I mean let's let's stick to the retail industry. I mean I actually want to understand okay. what's in store according to you. I mean things are getting better but not perfect yet but what is it what is in store for the small retail players for the coming months and the coming year? Yeah. So uh okay I would be very honest and I would be using very one of the most cliche term in past 2-3 months which is the new normal. Yeah. So, so then I would just use that term and would say that uh, so the new normal will be coming, and we are not sure how exactly that new normal will look like. So that is so that uncertainty will always be there, and especially for the smaller. So I will just so a lot of people take uh, considering this like okay, there will be a for sure recession which is already underway, and then how exactly the recovery will look like. Right. and what all industries will be so there will be a rationalization in the businesses which will happen because of this uh, current downturn of economic activities so this rationalization people are saying the business the darwin law of business might happen that the survival of the fittest mm-hmm. but i feel it is not just that because so in earlier recession the reason were different and then it was mostly driven by the financial industry and there was a lot of uh, after post that recession there were a lot of safeguard that were in were in place by the central banking agencies though so that something of that sort will not happen again but this is something else this is something that everyone is staying inside and there is a fear on life so it is it has much more personal toll than just the financial toll so we will have to deal with it in a different way so for the smaller businesses like you rightly mentioned so they have smaller runway usually when it comes to the cash flow for this and then they never so if i have if i have like two small stores 
anywhere, maybe in Amsterdam or maybe in Delhi or maybe in London, then I don't usually have a runway to keep myself, to keep my business sustained for six months without the business. As a small business holder, I usually don't think that way because whatever profits I make, I'd like to, I'd like, I would like to reinvest into my business to expand it, sure. to make it bigger. So that is the one very one big problem that the smaller businesses are facing right now that they have a very small runway in terms of cash. So and then the second part comes. So like for me, uh, whatever I have worked in the past, I have seen there is a, a problem of the thought process, the way these businesses think. So for them, embracing the technology is always the plan for next year. And then all of a sudden they realize that next year is next week now. So yeah. that is a very big problem a lot of businesses are facing because a lot of these businesses still don't have their e-commerce operations running because they thought that they will never need it because they are usually their customers are like two blocks away or three blocks away or within 20 kilometers of the radius. Right. So for them, they don't need that e-commerce or they don't need to interact with their consumer because they know their consumer by face. But all of a sudden they realize their consumer can't visit them. And there will be a very long duration uh, after this also that the consumer will be apprehensive in visiting these stores. So how they can still be in touch with that consumer, even if their consumer wants to support them, but they can't. So that is where the change will happen for the smaller businesses. Then they have, they need to embrace the technology. They need to embrace it fast because, yeah. like I said, the the people who will not be able to embrace it they might not survive this. Mm. That is one thing. The biggest challenge I feel that they might face is the cash. So the cash is very, the crash, cash crunch will be there. And then in this cash crunch, you have to prioritize whatever cash you have where you want to invest it. So I feel that they need to highlight in terms of the technology integration that what are their top three priorities and then invest cash in that. So SaaS companies like software as services would be very big. I would say, uh, I would say a big business uh, growing after this, right. because these companies will have you can these companies give you an opportunity to pay you pay them monthly and you don't have to invest too much as if there is a very less fixed cost involved in terms of get the enterprise software set up in your systems so that would be a very big thing like you have you must have recently seen uh shop is one their valuation is going bonkers like they are 120 billion right now and then yeah so not clearly not every company is negatively affected in this pandemic but then yeah you have to find your risk and opportunities at the right places very interesting in fact i mean before i start jumping towards the point of companies and smaller players especially in racing technology what do you think has become the biggest pain point when it when we start talking about say a typical consumer journey and this could be say specifically to your sector yeah so uh, i would be yeah i i have been working in fashion retail for quite some time and then i feel that the biggest pain point is so they I have worked in both online as well as offline side of the business, irrespective of the fact uh, that the both are the same industry. That again, if you are selling garments to everyone, either offline or online, you're selling the same merchandise. But the problems are quite different. 
for an online consumer and for an offline consumer like how many time you must have gone to a store and then you feel frustrated that you really like something and then you're not able to find the size so yeah so that is very big problem for an offline retailer because they have limited uh shelf space the limited amount of merchandise that they can keep in the store and then they usually there is a vet that's a very big problem that you are not able to find the right product right size so that creates a very big pain point for the consumer and then that is where the online is usually has the upper hand because they have unlimited shelf space they can keep how much how how many more assortment they want to keep and then it becomes the, this is the plus point for the uh, the online but then online is suffering with their own issues the look and feel that how to do that like you can't touch a garment and then there are few especially for the premium product people want to experience the merchandise before buying it because if you are buying for like a 200 euro shirt then you maybe you want to wear it first or you want to make sure that you want feel to nice. feel the fabric those yeah. kind of things so that is what the pain point the biggest pain point for an online retailer when it comes to the consumer journey but then i guess a lot of companies are working in terms of technology would be a very big leveler in this a lot of brands are working to bridge that gap fair in fact of I mean, online and offline yeah as you just said i mean technology could be that bridge i mean in in between right there and in fact like from the chatter i hear around and from what in fact my company value first has been doing chatbots are adding so much value to businesses across the world especially specifically retail as well and this indeed has now become one of the most equipped and most easy to implement tools of the so called artificial intelligent world how, how, what's your take on this yeah uh, so uh, personally i feel that chatbots are amazing and then uh, so initially i will be very honest with you when i i couple of years back when the chatbot was something which is like a really new thing and then they were just starting off and then i used to experience for couple of not with the when i was surfing the indian websites but if you are go, if you are going through couple of international website you see the chatbots popping up and in the beginning the response used to be like it you knew that it is a chatbot because whatever you will write there will be a common response coming and then then i was like okay is it scalable is it something is it will it actually solve the customer problem but then now when i use it trust i i'll be very honest with you like sometimes i don't even realize if it is a chatbot or a real, or a real person on the other side yeah. so uh, i personally feel in retail the customer experience is the biggest differentiator when it comes to from going from one retailer to another yeah. and chatbot and right like we i previously mentioned that technology would be a very great bridge in elevating that consumer experience and chatbot would be one of those tools which can help a lot of offline as well as online retailers to make sure that the consumer experience that they are looking at is maintained on their portals so i when we say the consumer experience the biggest three things i in my mind is like uniformity of experience so as a consumer if i if i am going to your website and if i am seeking something then i should have the same experience or even better experience when i come the next time so that uniformity of experience is very important and the second thing is that how exactly that chatbot or whatever tools you are using to elevate the consumer experience how exactly you have integrated the backend with the ai to make the improvement 
because this improvement cannot be a manual driven process yeah. the tools needs to learn on their own and then they need to improve so that is very important and then i feel the cost optimization bit that uh, usually when you are keeping the chat box and there is always a thing like so whatever i feel the motivation always by the end that you want to increase your profit and then increasing right. the profit usually have two levers either you increase the prices or you reduce the cost so cost optimization is very important factor here that mm-hmm. is it saving some cost in long term or a mid term for you like maybe you will be able to reduce your customer care team or maybe you will be able to reallocate the people who are in the customer care to some function where you can utilize them better so those kind of things that you need to ask a question but chatbots i feel are here to stay mm. and then we might see a different avatar of chatbots chatbots over a period of time yeah but yeah i completely with you on this in fact as i was mentioning that the demand's been incredible the last few months specifically and with what's happened recently it's spiked to even new heights do you also want to quickly add about how's nike using chatbots maybe i mean i for for example i know that for a fact there's something really cool that you guys are running on the facebook messenger yeah so uh to be honest like there is a separate team who handles that but then yeah nike has traditionally used chatbots in quite efficient way like even when uh like a couple of months back uh elliot kipchonge smashed the 2 hour barrier for full marathon which was an amazing event and i was really excited for that right. so but then uh, yeah on the on that but then there was a lot of uh, i would say vibe across the consumers uh, around this event and nike tried to connect with the consumer real time using chatbots of oh, wow. uh, around this event so where you can just interact with the chatbots and chatbot will be able to share the live feed also from the event the other thing is like i right to you rightly mentioned the, on the facebook messenger that uh, you can interact if you go to if you search on the uh, facebook messenger of the nike page and then if you go there then you can actually interact with them that it uses gifs it supports your query and you mm. it it actually interacts with you in more in rather than just a manner where you we are happy to receive your message <laughs> kind of thing but then much more than that so yeah okay that's that that's is there pretty interesting i mean one more thing i want to wanted to actually understand i mean it's more of a personal question that i'm trying to insert here so there's a lot of unstructured and structured data that retail companies across the globe get like say a store visitor offline versus someone online so there are companies working towards a lot of solutions but i'm not sure about how they have been able to do interestingly i also came across this news about how nike acquired a tech of a company called select to actually work on this problem and the solution apparently is predicting what a customer wants and i found the idea hard i mean hard to actually imagine i mean so if you could just tell me a bit about how it works yeah so i will tell you more uh, in journal in terms of how exactly it works so there is something called predictive analytics where you are predicting the consumer trends that how exactly the consumer demand 
would be going forward in future maybe six months one year down the line and so fashion retail fashion retail has a typical way of working so usually if you are a fashion retail company you will place your order like six months or eight months in advance in and then after and you after eight months or ten maybe six months then you go into the season and then you whatever you have made the prediction whatever the orders you had booked you make you want that it should be as accurate as possible in terms of the that trend at that point of time so as you can see that there is a huge risk involved because what if if you miss down on on, the, on your prediction because it is a mix of gut and data driven approach so what the brands are trying these days that they are trying to make it as data driven as possible or whatever insight you get from the data how you can make it more sharper so this nike acquisition was part of that approach that how uh, as a brand we can improve our predictive analytics but then uh, it's not just nike the overall retail is moving in that direction and there will be a lot of infusion of these kind of predictive analytics uh, features in the way the brand deal with their predict their consumer demand going forward so yeah that is one of the another integration of technology into the way how brands function yeah got it no it's exciting i mean because for for another retail company i was looking at how even a 1% improvement could lead to such a huge impact on net profit so i mean i get it how this is the need of yeah. the hour especially for an industry like this uh something similar i mean and this is something that i've been experiencing personally uh we all have our favorite brands right i mean say for shoes for clothes for mobiles everything and there's been so many uh there's been an infusion of fake products into the market across these categories and there have been technologies but how is for example the retail industry tackling it uh so fake products had been already always had been a challenge and you know, will be a challenge at least in couple of more years because Uh, it's not that easy to predict because so uh, the biggest challenge which any one of the retail industry brand faces is the supply chain transparency because so there are various point in supply chain where a product can get leaked to the producer of these counterfeit products and then they can produce the similar looking product because the uh, the whole idea is like a similar you need to have the access to the design and you need to maybe you can use the substandard product but the design is the crucial part so that it need it will only be leaked from the supply chain and then that is becomes a, that becomes a challenge for any of the brand how to make sure that they are tracking the supply chain at each and every point so that is one way to deal with it so a lot of brand have now started using rfid which is radio frequency identification okay. so these tags are usually you have those barcodes put on right from the beginning and then each at each step your product is tracked that from where exactly it's coming from where what exactly happened to this project product before um, this stage so by the end by the time it reaches to the end consumer end consumer can simply scan that qr code or the code over the product and then wow. they can know that from where exactly the project the product is coming from and then is it a real product or a fake product so it takes it will take a lot of investment into the supply chain because building that uh, transparency in the supply chain is a big task because 
that is quite cost in- intensive but then i guess it will have a long term implication a problem like this we'll be able to resolve that if you are buying any of the product from any of the brand you will be able to just scan the code and then you know that the product is real and then nice. you would know it will answer another question which is the sustainability part because as a consumer now i want to know that what exactly went through in the making of this product product so that all this also solved that problem got it oh that's that's pretty interesting actually if the industry is actually moving towards these technologies and integrating tools which can help detect this will will actually be a game changer for all of us oh uh, i have one last question actually it's it's more about how things have changed over the last few years not just because of coronavirus but also because of how we work so functions used to be very different right marketing jobs to support sales sales jobs to go out in the market get customers on board business planning team work is to correct me if i'm wrong wherever is to plan for the yeah. months and years to come but we see now that everyone has to end up working together and know almost everything so what do you think like can actually be done about that part so i'll be very honest with you because this is kind of a phase so we can't assume anything what we are doing right now that going forward in future we'll be doing the same thing because so if right if the businesses will change if the consumer behavior will change the internal processes will also change so something which is part of the business planning today might not be part of the business planning maybe 6 year down 6 month down the line the yeah. same i can say with the marketing as well like something which is part of the marketing right now that marketing might change going forward in future so that i feel that right now uh, this this time is just for, to make sure that it's a time for the working on the survival but then keeping an eye in the future that we as a company or as an individual as a professional we need to be very adaptable in terms of like the time has gone by where you could say that okay like this is you this is not part of my job like how can are they how can my company expect me to do this yeah. because roles will be obsolete new roles will come in and you need to be open to learn new things and work in a new manner so that would be a big change in the way we work and then we need to be very agile and adaptable i would say no oh, very interesting in fact i've thought on very similar lines most of the fast past few weeks specifically oh this has been very intriguing and very interesting on so many parts thank you so much for your time manish you're most welcome sure it was always a pleasure to talk to you and have such an amazing time and thanks for such insightful sometime you're just sitting in working and the whole day and that you don't have you don't introspect that what exactly is happening around you but these actually these question made me think okay like yeah we are going through a phase of transformation and then i guess like uh, uh, to be honest like integrating right technology and businesses is right now is the key and then so i would say like at least for my industry it's not retail is struggling it's just that retail is transforming right now bad retail might be struggling but the the retail will come out much stronger from this pandemic so good companies will always be there so yeah thanks for joining us this time on the digital couch make sure to visit our website vfirst.com 
where you can subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, do write to us at thedigitalcouch at vfirst.com. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. See you. Thank you.